Welcome back to the Bean and Dean podcast. Uh, we took a week off. There were some sickness issues, weird snow days, you name it. Um, but we are back, and I feel mostly healthy. Uh, Dean, how are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, just for those critical Bean and Dean listeners out there, this is the off season. So, I mean, uh, we'll get up in the full swing once the new league year begins. But uh, we do our best to get together once a week. Uh, this time we're not quite together. We're on Zoom. And uh, looking forward to uh, interviewing our guest today. We were really having a hard time nailing down this guest. So let's go ahead and tell you who the guest is. Toilet Town, are you there? Toilet Town is here and ready to inter be interviewed. All right. Well, I have a, tell I have me a why quick, you... I have a quick question. Uh, can we call you Toilet, or do you, we need to address you as back-to-back -back champion Toilet Town? Well, it's been about seven years since I was the back-to-back -back champion, so I think for this time, Toilet is acceptable. All right. All right. Well, well, Toilet, I want to know why you wouldn't reply to my texts and why it was really hard to nail you down. Uh, you had some type of funeral. You had something else, and then last week you didn't even reply to me. Uh, why was I getting stonewalled? Uh, toilet has a, a very busy off-season schedule of constantly, um, you know, scouting and, and just going through and finding the next level of players that are out there. Uh, so, again, between that, you know, family life, my you know, business, you know, coaching and everything now, else that say, we're doing. You say business, but by business, do you mean stealing people or stealing money from old people? Is that a business? Uh I mean, some people might say, but um, for the most part, it's just trying to help out people and do their very best, help them do their very best in retirement. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, pretty excited about this and uh, getting to um, some of these. We're going to have more interviews. We're trying to get interviewed all the playoff teams, and then we'll get into the non-playoff teams. So, Dean, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Toilet, let me ask my first question. What in your season did you get right, and what in your season did you get wrong? Uh, I got very right with Raheem Mostert. Uh, oh, everybody yes. else passed on him. Uh, I think everybody was listening to Trash, and he basically said that if you're over 30, you aren't worth a hill of beans. And so everybody passed on Mostert. Uh, the one thing I love about Mostert is that he's extremely fast. Straight line speed. He's one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. Big play potential. Uh, and everybody just passed on him because he happened to be 30 years old. Uh, and that's the kind of influence that the commission, I think, has on the rest of the league. And while everybody else was going out and paying $20 for really old and slow Derrick Henry, uh, I jumped on Mostert and was happy to get him. That's a good point. And Mostert, I mean, he had a fantastic year. It was kind of interesting because um, he was splitting carries and still getting a ton of work. Uh, so oh, obviously, you, yeah, you did get that right. What did you get wrong? I'll I'll say this oh, go about, ahead. Mostert, go ahead, Dean. about Mostert on that too, is um, a lot of, this is where I fall into on him is I got him the year before with that same mentality that, oh, he's got that big play potential. And he just really hasn't lived up to that till this year. So your mm -hmm. timing and uh, foreknowledge on that was perfect. Yep. You also had uh, did the Mark Andrews and kind of took a chance on him. Uh, what were your thoughts on that when you got him at the draft? I was I was very excited to get Andrews. You know, I was thinking I was at one point, uh, you know, maybe try to team him up and play him at the same time as, as Higby was kind of my initial thought. 
Uh, I was very excited to get him. Uh, he's a touchdown machine. And if you've watched the Ravens play long enough, you know that if Andrews is anywhere near the end zone and that's the guy Lamar Jackson's looking for. Uh, and I was happy to get rid of him when I did because it was right before he he got hurt. So um, what did you get wrong this year, though? Uh, Kadarius Toney uh, was mm. probably my biggest mistake. Uh, I, I put him on a deal. Uh, you're playing with Mahomes. You think if you're playing with Mahomes that you you have should have some level of uh, usability in fantasy. Uh, Kadarius Tony either couldn't catch, uh, couldn't remember the plays, couldn't stay onside. Uh, <laughs> whatever his issues were, he's just got a ton of them. And yeah. uh, I think I think the Chiefs are, are just going to flat cut him at the end of the year, and I'm going to be sitting with a, 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 a at least a three dollar cap hit as a result of that. Um, all right, Dean, go ahead. All right. So you're getting into the playoffs. I think that was pretty much known early because of the, being in the mm-hmm. old division. So you're heading to the playoffs. How did you think that would go for you previous to the playoffs actually hitting? Did you think you had a chance at winning at all? You know, you, you never know. The one thing that you, you can never take into account is, is that going to be the game that Patrick Mahomes decides to go bonkers? and throw for like six touchdowns and 500 yards. You don't know when it is. Now, it didn't play out that way. They ended up being a more run-heavy team, and they they uh, didn't have the big play potential that they've had in the past with like Tyreek Hill. Uh, so he never actually went crazy in, in, in any particular game. Uh, but I always thought that there was the potential. You know, and then, of course, uh, when you can try to combine him with like a, a Travis Kelsey, I thought maybe those two guys might combine for – you know, two or three touchdowns between them uh, in a playoff game that that might just kind of propel me over top of somebody. Other than that, I I thought my team was worse than the final two teams for sure. Okay. So you were confident about maybe getting a win, not necessarily confident in the championship. No, not unless there was some kind of like really uh, amazing thing that would have happened, like a a deep touchdown pass to said Kadarius Toney. Or maybe, you know, some kind of long, you know, run from, from Mahomes. Uh, that was the only way that I was going to get past that. Dean, I'm going to go ahead and have, let's move on to number four. Go ahead and ask All right. number four. So you're sitting at the auction and somebody sitting close to you has said that you would com- repeatedly mention things like, oh man, this is going to be a rough season. And man, why do I have so much money left over? And man, why does Bean eat so many snacks? And yeah. I don't think I'm going to win anything this year. I'm in big trouble. How did you fix that? What, what, why were you so down and then end up being so good? Uh, GMing, I think just in general. I mean, I think GMing, GMing, just, (laughs) you know, just being a GM that is constantly trying to improve his team. Uh, I always like to downplay, you know, and again, I'm never the kind of person that's going to just tell you flat out that I think that we're, were the best. I always want to downplay my team. Uh, and part of that was, you know, just said downplaying. The other part of it was I actually thought that maybe I wouldn't be that good. Uh, but uh, some of it is downplaying. I never want to think that I'm, I'm going to be better than what I am uh, in that given year. So when you're looking at that auction, obviously, you know, some of the money that you had left over is kind of sitting out was kind of going all over the place. But 
Did you have like a plan going into the auction this year? Do you, I mean, all oh, this is a while ago, but did you have like a plan that you were trying to stick to? Yeah, I, I really, I, you know, I really wanted Henry. I thought that was going to be a, a big pickup for me when he got out to the point where he was so, um, uh, so expensive. I said, that's just not going to be the route that I go. I, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but then when I saw that nobody was actually bidding or the, the bid was so low on Raheem Mostert, I thought this is, this is the gold nugget that I need. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe that he went for such a low price and everybody else kind of bailed on him. Uh, but yeah, I had, I had the idea of, I wanted to get uh, Henry. That was the main guy that I was really looking for. Cause I knew I needed some uh, running back depth. That's what actually has hurt me the previous couple of years. Uh, and so I needed to try to get a, a good running back, and I figured he would have at least one more good year. Uh, I'm kind of of the opinion that Derrick Henry is now um, probably over the hill. All right, so going, so going next... into the going into future auctions, are you just going to look for those gold nuggets, as you put it, uh, the cheaper, high upside running backs, or w will you ever spend big money on a running back at the auction? I, I don't think I will uh, at this point. I think, you know, again, I, I do understand the idea that some people have. If you spend big money on a player, you can convert him into a first-round pick later down the road. Uh, I think running backs are one of the most um, – uh, I think they're like the scariest player to pick because they – they uh, or bid on because they have such a high injury rate. Uh, and then, again – you know, in an offense, if you're on a bad team, the team is always behind. So, you know, the, the game script kind of dictates whether or not they're going to be good. So I'm kind of of the opinion I would rather build my team around my quarterback, my receivers, my tight end, and then try to, like, piecemeal, I guess is a good way of saying that's that's popular in this in this league, piecemeal uh, yeah. my, my running back situation. All right. So let's kind of change gears just a little bit kind of going away from your actual season. How do you feel about your reputation as being the worst GM to trade with? Do you think that's unfounded or, or substance oriented? Because a lot of people, when they deal with you, get frustrated that you're throwing out weird trades to start off. And then you mm -hmm. get super close where you two are about to, to commence a trade. Yep. And then you say, let's try something else. How do you feel about this? I don't know. I, I really don't know where that comes from. I mean, I, I think one of the one of the things that that if I you know if I was on the receiving end of a trade, for one, it's fun in fantasy to be offered a trade, right? So it's like, oh, you, you pick up your phone and there's a there's a message from one of the other GMs and they're trying to offer you a trade. To me, that's one of the funnest parts of fantasy football. But then uh, I think it's more frustrating when a trade is being offered. And then the other person doesn't even respond. You know, they don't, they don't even like give you the, the, you know, the, the decency to actually respond to your, to your request. I agree or with you that. One, or one or two texts in and they're like, no, or they overvalue their, I'm always willing to try to, to, to work and manipulate a deal. Uh, even sometimes I think if it may not work out great for me this year, maybe I, a couple of years down the road. Uh, that it works out for me, but I'm always willing to negotiate. There, there are plenty of GMs in this league, plenty of them, and most of them uh, re reside in the, uh, the the Shula and Lombardi. <laughs> that uh, they they will they will not they will not even respond to trades or even offer trades. 
I can't remember the last time what uh Nips has offered me a trade. Uh but I can't remember. I, I know back... Macho never I know Macho never offered me a trade. But doesn't this go back to the question of your reputation? Do you think that has hindered you from people wanting to make a trade with you? I mean, I I Macho has only known me for six months. <laughs> I mean, I could I, I called this man and I'm not I'm not hundreds of times texted him hundreds of times no response and you know so it's like always something else going on and i'm like what is more important than making this trade nothing nothing (laughs) this is it this is this is the the peak the the top of where we're living our existence right now so let's make a trade let's make both of our teams better let's post it on twitter so everybody can have some fun all right Speaking, speaking of trades that kind of leads into my next question, which is uh, as we head into the offseason. Now, you're somewhat infamous for not having a lot of money, making some really nice trades in the offseason to dump cap to set yourself up for the auction. So with that in mind and with whatever else in mind, what are your priorities this offseason as to what you need to do? Well, yeah, that that whole concept of me dumping bad play, I mean – Again, that's just uh, like a, a master's class in, in GMing, right? I mean, who who wouldn't want to dump bad contracts to, to get rid of you know terrible players? But I think persistence over time, you just keep offering something that you don't even care about, like a future third-round pick or a 2029 first-round pick. You know, we may all be dead by 2029. Let the thing go. So I, I think that's, that's kind of what uh, people are frustrated by that. I'm just trying to dump dump salary, prepare my positions for something that's, you know, maybe I can get somebody new down the road that's better. You, so say, that you, you say you don't care about third round picks, but you do care. You don't care about the first round picks, correct? Uh, really the first round picks I do not care about. And I think that's uh, something I, that you've done really well is I'll give you this crappy contract, and but I'll also give you a first round pick that I didn't really want mm-hmm. anyway. And so it seems yep. like that works out well for you. I really go back and you look at it. You say, for one, how expensive are these first round picks that you're good? People are going to put on their roster. We don't know if they're any good. I go back to to the uh, the the Doughboy days. Doughboy picked up a guy, but I want to say his name was like Jonathan Williams. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. He was a running back for like the Chargers. He put him on his roster and paid him like eight dollars, eight you know, eight twelve, whatever it ended up being. I don't think the guy ever played a down in the NFL, but it was like the fifth or sixth pick or something like that. And so, you know, uh, being, you know, about Corey Davis, I mean, I don't know why people have to continue to bring that up. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, I can't remember who it was you bypassed on to get Corey Davis, but it was like an all time, all time great player. Well, it was Leonard Fournette, Fournette. Nixon, McCaffrey, those those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You bypassed on McCaffrey for Corey, Corey, uh, Listen, McCaffrey's been passed around a lot. Let's get yeah. off of this. I, well, oh. He's just incredible, though. I'm not just <laughs> saying that. The, but when the, he was the, coming here, out, it was he was everybody's saying he's too small and he's too white. So I mean, yeah, yeah I'm just well, saying hindsight. like the, the the hit rate is not always right on target. I guess is what I'm saying. And so sometimes I'd rather go back into the second and third round, and then I just start looking for speed guys with like unbelievable amount of speed. And a good level of opportunity, those are the guys that I'm looking for. I would rather have a plethora of second and third round picks than try to do what 
trash has done the last couple of years even and just get all these first round picks some of them will hit especially when you're high in the high in the draft but you get down in six seven to 12 range your hit rate is i don't think is, is good enough so let me ask you a quick question about your offseason we got to move on so you have an opportunity to sign travis kelsey to a franchise tag and continue to pair him up with patrick mahomes mahomes is on a last year godwin last year waller last year hunt you do have some decisions. Are you going to give us any insight of what you're going to do with Kelsey? Uh, I'm not resigning any of these people. Okay. And I was about to tell you that nineteen, you know, nineteen dollars is too much for any any tight end, especially going into his thirty year thirty five, age thirty five season. Uh, no, I won't be doing that. Uh, I'll be looking for somebody younger, and uh, I, you know, I'll be trying to figure out a way to trade up maybe in, in the, in the rookie draft. And, you know, maybe I can get like a Brock Bowers later. Dean, let's go to question number eight. And uh, we've got about three minutes here. All right. You're tied for the best record in the GFO. You said that you just noticed show added that stuff in there. Um, yeah. You also... Take a highlight reel over here. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's... The, I, let me say this. I kind of, feel, I, I always felt like toilet loved himself some toilet. And now it's been it's it's being affirmed every minute that this podcast is going on. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. Anyway, listen, you don't play in the best division. We've had some turnover. Um, is that why you have the best record, or are you just that good? I don't think our division is that bad. I mean, I, I think there are other divisions that are just as bad. I mean, again, you don't get to ninety six wins by only beating your division. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've beaten some of these other teams. You know, well, I, just, I, I always go back con- and I look at Hang on, I look at my record that. versus trash. I think trash has beaten me twice in the last dozen games. Wow. Yeah, trash, yeah, trash doesn't have a great record against you. But when you say your division isn't that bad, your division is holding down the bottom of the basement in the contracts era as far as wins besides you. That's my point. No, I, that, that's probably true. But you have to understand that they're also playing me in division. Well, Each of them are the playing me twice is. a year. That's the question. Is is your success due to their struggles, or would your success have happened regardless? I think their struggles are due to my success. Ooh. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> I hate well, to say it. Well, I'm looking forward to, because I think the next thing that he's going to add to this list is interdivision records, you know, like sure. against each. And I think that'll tell us a lot. But uh, I mean, but, do, you, do you think the Denver Broncos are just that bad, or just they happen to be in the same division as the Chiefs? Well, that could be true. I, I think that there's it's probably a little bit of both, right? Sure. So, but toilet, do you have anything else you'd like to say before uh, before we're we're done with this? We do appreciate your time. Like you said, we know you're busy, but anything you want to add to the Bean and Dean podcast? No, you, this uh, has been this, this has been a wonderful experience. You know, I, I appreciate right. you you treating me so well, and you know, it really shoot me some questions that kind of led to some of my strengths. Speaking, uh, speaking of wonderful experience. Thank you for doing, there's the bell. Thank you for doing the uh, column you've been doing oh, through man. the season. The game has been amazing. Was amazing. Yeah, we're yeah, very the, good. The, do you the have amount of anything? money I've made on that is significant. Significant you, amount of money. Do you have anything that the listeners can take to the bank this offseason? Oh. Any, any NHL team that, that is in a game that is under, that's five plus five and a half goals or under, you got to take the over. Oh, okay. Wow. How about that? A, a hockey, hockey one. I would not hockey. have guessed You did not expect one. that in this podcast, did you? No. I didn't even know you knew what hockey was. Yeah, it says it was sticks and skates and such. 
Toilet, we appreciate your time. Yeah. We'll have you on one more time in the offseason as we get awesome. closer to rookie draft and all that type of stuff. Hope you have a great afternoon. Thank <laughs> you.